told me there was no rules When you came out of the blue Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And we have a really special guest today. I'm really excited to have her, my friend Deepika Mutiala. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, that was really good. Ooh, I knew it. I'm like so honored to be here when I'm not like a mom, you know? <laughs> we have a lot of non-mom guests. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We have like dad, I mean not, not dad, male guests. I think mm. we've only had like three moms, no, three people with children in general. Hmm. Okay, um, right. so you're not the first. You're not the okay, first. Good. And Great. a lot of our listeners aren't moms. Okay, cool. Yeah, just regular. Thanks for Regular peeps. Regular peeps. But yeah, I'm so happy you're here. Um, Deepika is, I I have admired you for a long time. Oh Even, my God. No, honestly. I mean, she's my friend and she's worked with our brand before. Yeah. Um, but Deepika is like a serious businesswoman and a hustler. <laughs> and she's young and she's like killing it and... You Next just week. when you when you want something you go after it and yeah. that's we should all have more friends like her. God. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah, but it's vice versa, right? Like, I mean, I it's one of those things that I feel like you try to keep company around you of people that like bring out the best you. Absolutely, you know? that's like our whole motto. Yeah, the company you keep. I'm also obsessed with your daughter. And mom. I mean, I, it's the whole family. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Deepika, though, she, you know, she's an influencer. She has a brand called Tinted, which is amazing. It kind of it caters to brown women, women all in between that are basically not being, um, they don't really get the platform and represent representation yeah. in beauty and just in the world in general. But I think really, much, pretty, pretty much in beauty. Yeah, it's the the focus of the conversation is beauty because I don't think people. To me, at least in the internet world right now, beauty is portrayed in one very specific way, and it there, it's so much deeper. It's so much deeper than what you see at the surface level. And what I'm realizing is, we keep calling it tinted a cross cultural beauty platform because we're recognizing like the commonalities we have across different cultures to talk about those things. And actually, we just did that earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I probably have lipstick all over my teeth, but no, you don't. Well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Um, but the idea of appropriating and appreciating those conversations, we're having real honest, raw convos about that. And people are learning. Like when we started, it was just going to be, to be honest, like a South Asian platform, because to me it was like within women of color and minority representation and beauty, I saw black and I saw Latina and I didn't see myself. And that obviously it was like a step forward, but it bothered me that like, I didn't see myself. But as we started posting people on the page that were South Asian, Um, other cultures would chime in and be like, I have facial hair issues too. I have hyperpigmentation too. And it's like, wow, you know what? There's actually more commonalities between it than we realize. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty dope because honestly, I'm learning as we go. And I think each time we post, I'm learning more and more. Wow. Like there really is things that connect us that nobody's really talking about because we're so busy discussing our own individual cultural, like beauty concerns. Right. right. It's interesting. Anyways, it's been like so fulfilling. Yeah, I mean, it's what you're doing is amazing. I love your Tinted series. I'm honored to have been a I was part of say, it. Say, you gotta watch her. <laughs> I'm honored to have been a part of it. And um, but your story is dope. And I think that's the thing is like the idea of you to know is like we need to be talking about the stories that no one else is telling, mm-hmm. which is what I feel like you guys are doing on this too. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times women, and I think a lot of times moms feel alone. Um, they don't feel like you know they can be women anymore. Or they feel like they have to stop having the conversations they had before having children, or yeah. maybe they never even had those conversations to begin with. And you know, a lot of the people that reach out to us are like, "Oh my god, like that happened to me," or mm-hmm. "I'm so glad that you feel that way." I thought I was the only one that wanted to kick my child in the head. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not crazy. <laughs> I thought. Well, I don't get how you do it because I love being like the auntie who like comes in and like gets to hang with the kids and, and then leaves. Bye. <laughs> yeah, fills them with sugar, and then and you're then, like, Bye. Bye. I get hugs and cuddles, and I bounce. <laughs> yeah, not the not this tough stuff. The 24 seven is it gets pretty intense. Yeah. I think moms are super women. Like it does, it blows my mind. I don't understand how you do it all. It's like once you have become a mom, like there's no return. You can't, you yeah. can't take it back. Yeah. <laughs> there's no like, oh, here's the receipt. I'm good. <laughs> it didn't work out for me. It's very fucking permanent. So, you know, I'm thinking this is going right into it, but I've been talking about freezing my eggs. Mm. And I tried to talk about it with Why? My, You're so young. But because I know it's, I know my life right now and starting tinted and like I'm not going on dates. I'm not meeting dudes. Like it's not happening anytime soon. And I have friends who are in their mid thirties that are like, just do it now because they're, they're regretting not doing it. My best friend. Is Can you not freeze your eggs past a certain age? No, but they're, it's just the they're, they're, prime, they're prime right now. Oh. So like if she, how old are you? 29. Oh, girl. No, but for I real. mean, no. My, my 30-year-old friend is like, she's about to turn 31. She's like, I think I'm going to freeze my eggs. Everyone's telling me to do it. Oh and I'm God. like, I think it's true. Is that what it sounds like? Because I probably do. <laughs> that's my friend. That's that's my that's me uh, interpreting how my friend talks. Like, And then, you know, all my all my workers are telling me it's the time. My eggs are prime right now. Right. I'm not even dating anybody. And I think you're so fucking young. You're crazy. But it's also like we live in L.A. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's freezing eggs. But... Okay, this is how I think about it, and now I'm going to sound like a friend, but it feels like an insurance policy of, like, the last thing I would want is to not be able to have children. And that's what I said, like, you may have issues, and you don't even want to, you don't even want to encounter those issues and have any issues at all. I see how sad my girlfriends are right now trying, and they're like, I'm telling you, just do it. It's like a very small cost in the larger scale of life. Mm -hmm. To not to not just do it if you truly know you want to have kids. You know, this like I wanted to talk about this on a, a different episode, but I'm happy you're here because this is a thing. Like, <clears throat> obviously, me and Erica have kids, but my best friend, um, we grew up together. Our, our other best friend, um, we, me and her, both have kids, and one doesn't. So I constantly see online, like when she's posting our kids, like, "When's your turn? When are you gonna have a baby? Mm. Oh, who? You know?" And I think it's so disrespectful because yeah. I know women who can't have kids. I know women who are trying, and people don't know what if a if people want to fucking have kids. Right, it's not this mandatory thing. You have ovaries, you must give birth. Yeah, and be like after like twenty seven, you're not supposed to just fucking shoot out kids. It's not how the like that's, everyone's not on the same schedule. So like, do you feel like a lot of pressure and from your culture, your community? I know you're huge in the, like your social social media and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, on all of those layers. I grew up in Texas, so everyone I know has like three children and like is yeah like got married right out of college and like did it that way. But then being Indian, that's the next layer of it. Of where my parents like since birth we're like trying to figure out who from the same village we grew up in I was going to end up with and the ironic part is I ended up dating a dude that like organically because I think I wanted that so bad because you knew that because I was without even realizing it trained to thinking like that's what I wanted um and so between those two things layers were like for sure there but I am at the point now I will not ask a woman that 
Because you never know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's so rude. It's so rude. Yeah. And I don't think people mean to do it that way, but yeah. But you never know. It does show like how backwards our society is. And there's so many things that need to change, even just in general conversation. Right. Like women are not fucking machines. Right. And come 29th birthday, you're not supposed to be impregnated. You know, you're not supposed to just have a husband. It doesn't work that way. So yeah. But when I think about husband versus kids, I get so much more excited thinking about having a daughter than a a man, (laughs) which is like... But and that but that's also like annoying and stupid too, right? It's like I'm not gonna try to sit here and pretend like I don't want to ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I we've talked about this before. It's like I that would be a lie to pretend and say like I don't. It's not that I need one, but it would I would like to have one. Right, right, right. And like, you will, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your are your parents in your ass right now about it? So it's weird because my mom is like the one who sets up every Indian girl in town. But really? She's the but not, oh, she is so the matchmaker. She has like three successful weddings. Wow. Yeah, but also so do I. I've introduced three people that got married, but I'm not myself and she doesn't pressure me. But my sister just got married this year. It was like a thousand people. Beautiful wedding. 15 by the way. days long. Like it was a it was a true like Hindu ceremony I need wedding. To find a, <laughs> yeah, girl. We do have amazing weddings. Like seen, yeah. it, it's such a cool celebration. Um, but yeah, it just happened this year, so she's not fully on it. But the other, oh my god, last time I saw her, she came and gave me the biggest hug, and she was like, "I'm just so worried about you." And I was like, "Why? I think I'm doing pretty well. Like I'm living my dreams." Blah blah blah. And she's like. I just know girls like you, you're just going to work for the rest of your life and never find a man. And just like, I was like, all right, now this is getting extra. <laughs> Do we need to choose? You have to choose like exactly. career goals right. versus a husband. I mean, that kind of brings us to our, I think, it, I think a lot of it has to do with culture too. Mm-hmm. And like, I think also, you know, your parents are like, I, they're ready for a grandkid. They're like, yeah. well, I'm ready. Like I'm bored. My kids are out of the house. So true. Me and my husband have like had our time. Now we're ready. Yeah, like empty nest syndrome yeah. is how it is. Yeah. Yeah, like we're ready to, you know, Do have shit. a little person come in here and, you know, spoil them and stuff. But I think. It's cultural, you're right. I, yeah, and like, I mean, for, I mean, I don't know a lot about your culture, but like, and I, I just know like what the stereotypes are. Right. Like Indian, Indian, um, fa- let me arranged tell you what, marriages. let me tell you what I think. Yeah, no, tell me. Because I could totally be wrong. Yeah. But that, yeah, there's a lot of arranged marriages that, you know, their families want their children to be like highly educated, doctors, lawyers, you know, heads of hedge funds, whatever that might be, um, marrying within your, you know, your race and your culture. Um, and what else? Yeah, I mean, you nailed like all the realities. Okay, so so the reality. My not, parents not are arranged marriage. My sister's a doctor. I have 41st cousins. They're all doctors. Yeah. And like being educated. This is how I think about my dad's mentality is he wants his kids to have the American dream. But his definition of the American dream is very different from my definition. To him, the American dream is having respect in America. And having respect in America means being very educated. And being educated, in his mind, is a doctor. (laughs) So it, like, trickles down. But for me, I'm more like, I want to create a path for people that hasn't been created for me. That's my American dream. Mm -hmm. So there's this conflict between his mentality and mine that we have all the time. But I think I get it at the same time. Like, they came here with nothing. Like, my dad, like, was in India in a village, like, um, literally in rice fields. And then to come to that and then give his daughter, like, all this opportunity. Like, so I get their mindsets, but they also need to, like, listen to us. And finally, I realized – you get to a certain age where your parents finally are like, you know what? 
like maybe they do know some things to teach us, which feels really good. Like I feel like y'all are going to trip out when you're done, like, you know, when they say that to you and they're like, wait, wait, like your kids are teaching you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that daily. Really? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I do feel like that. I think maybe it's But hard. did it take I your think, mom? Like, I think it's hard. I think the generation that our parents grew up, that's something that you don't really, you can't. It's hard to acknowledge. Yes. Whereas I think now we're like millennials and right. I feel like we are a little bit more open right. to the idea so of like this hierarchy between children and parents and like I know everything you learn from me. Where so like true. like I think I think I I look forward to Irie teaching me things. She's taught me so many things. <coughs> Patience. <laughs> you know, she's taught me how to love in mm. a different way too, you know, like really taking care of someone and yeah. loving them unconditionally. I mean, I think it's innate within me because, you know, you're, they're, they're like this little person that comes from you. So you just kind of love them unconditionally. But there's times where I'm like, oh, my God. And I can't imagine like as a teenager, like her disappointing me and like or doing something terrible. I mean, we've had an episode where we talked about like, what if your parent, what if your kid is like a serial killer? Like, how do you like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, is it unconditional? Yeah. Like, Oof. what then? Oof. You know? And I think it is. Even then, like I've been watching, I've been watching, <laughs> I, I've been watching <laughs> so IDTV ID and like there's been all these serial killer like. Jeffrey Dahmer, like have you these, seen the, when and the kids parents, kill? the parents Stop. are. There's a series called When Kids Kill. No, I've seen that one, but the parents have, I noticed are always like, "He was such a good boy." Like I don't know, they're all in denial. They I just feel like love they lie because Jeffrey Dahmer was like killing animals. There must be something deep rooted to all of that, though, right? Because you're a serial I, killer. It's I, not. I think the fucked up part is, is that there is some deep rooting, and a lot of times people who like have. Like, our fucked up adults have had really dark, weird childhoods. But I think also sometimes people just come through us and it has really nothing to do with anything. Like, Oof. it's just mental. I think some, I think Scary. Jeffrey Dahmer was just like, something was wrong. Like, I just think sometimes we're just the vessel and people are coming through and we gotta kind of like take it. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. Yeah. And I don't know what the, the lesson in having a serial killer child would be, but <laughs> <laughs> please, God, don't let it be me. No. But so, yeah, I mean, the, this going back to what we were talking about, like the stereotypes of, you know, your culture, I mean. They're real. I mean, and and it's not something that's even, so the idea of arranged marriages, I think is so fascinating because I wouldn't, my parents described this to me recently and they were like, it wasn't forced. We were introduced and like we hit it off. It's just weird because it's in within 48 hours. You're like oh, you hit it off in 48 hours, they just had this chemistry. But the divorce rate for people who have arranged marriages is so much lower. Because, like, it's well, kind of... Do you think also because divorcing is, like, kind of forbidden. against the rules, yes. too? Oh, oh, of course, that's a huge part of it. But it's more like they make it work. They stick it out. I am very... I have a completely different take on that. I'm like, if you're not happy, get out of it and enjoy the rest of your life. Um, but in general, yeah, like, divorce is so taboo. But arranged marriages, like, I tell my parents now, I'm like... I would think my mom and dad would want nothing, like an amazing guy for me. So I'm like, sure, introduce me. I'm not against it. But then <laughs> they end up being like... The guys that they do. Great family. Blah, blah, blah. They come from a great family. And I'm like, is it going to be the family in me when I'm 70? Or is it going to be me and him? Mm-hmm. And it's cool because my dad gets that. He's very like... I actually asked him about my ex-boyfriend. Do you... Um, what do you think about us and do you think I should marry him? And he said, why are you asking me this? He's like, I don't want you to ever look back and resent me because of a decision that you made because of me. And that was like a crazy thing for an Indian dad yeah, to say. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty progressive. Oh my God. He is, yeah. He, I think I think he's just realized now through trial and error with us. 
Um, yeah, my sister went to India for med school and it was like something that when I was in high school, we broke up our families. So like in the sense that my mom went there to go stay with her while I was here being raised by my dad. And that kind of moment is something that we always have this sort of regret as a family. So I think after that happened, he was like, this is their lives and their decisions, not mine to make for any, my daughter, Mm. which is cool. So when you have kids, are you going to, would you... Are you for arranging a marriage for your daughter, or would you not do that? I think introducing. I'm down to introduce. But you're not. You must must marry this man. Absolutely not. And I don't think my parents would even do that to me right now. But like introducing, like your parents just have like a rolodex, young homies like on on lock. Well, they have a lot of Indian homies, (laughs) and their friends have kids. I guess that's true. I'm just like, wait, where are they meeting all these young men from? (laughs) I feel like when I go to any city, like people are like, oh, when you move to LA from New York, like. Did you know a lot of people? And I was like, I feel like the thing about being Indian is you have a built-in network in any city you go to. You like, just call your mom. And they oh, know. my mom will call blah blah blah, auntie, and blah blah blah, uncle, and everyone's auntie and uncle. Um, <laughs> and it and it and I'm good. Like I feel, I really do feel like I have people who are like family here because of that built-in network, which is dope. Like to have that in yeah, your culture. That's you know? so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that we don't have in our culture. Well, really? I I do. I mean, first of all, I think like black people, everybody's your auntie and your uncle and your cousin. True. I guess that's true in a way. And like, if I go, like, it dep- I mean, not everywhere, but, like, if I go somewhere, my dad's like, oh, let me call my friend. I think my friend's out there. He may pick you up from the airport. I'm like, who? <laughs> exactly. My that's friend's George. Sure. Like, Maybe you met him when you was two. Hold on. Let me call you. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want George to pick me up. I don't remember him from when I was two. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. But, you know. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. And my, my dad does know someone anywhere to, like, help me with something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. You need someone beat up. Give me a second. Where are you at? <laughs> my having a thousand people at your your daughter's wedding it's like it's it's insane but at the same time but I think I, I, but I think yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think we have that but I think That's she t- has it on a, a whole different other level. different level oh for sure yeah. like like I, I don't have that. a thousand people to invite no I don't, <laughs> have, a thousand I don't have a thousand people the, the Indian community is very tight it's very tight it's very tight knit it's very family oriented and I respect and I've really I'm trying to get in. If your mom knows any homies for me. Yeah, I'm down. I have a cousin. He's, yeah, let's introduce. Okay. I'm so in. I know a Blindian would be the most beautiful. A Blindian? Is that what they call them? I don't know. I, I just, I do. A Blindian. A Blindian. Blindian I, girl. Um, I don't know that many. Um, oh, my God. Erica's phone is ringing. She's on airplane mode. She doesn't listen. Maybe dying. Keep going. Um, I, well, A, I don't know that many Indian people that date outside of their race. Yep. If I ever have talked to, like, an Indian guy or, usually, I say this all the time, if I date anyone outside of my race, I'm like, what are your parents going to think about me? But, I mean, even though I know Indian culture doesn't look this way, like, feel this way, I kind of feel like Indian and black are close. Not, I know. Me too. I don't know why. I mean, I just, I just feel like, like, I wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. Why do you think it's close? Melanin? <laughs> Same. But I, I don't think that is the common feeling. No, it's probably not. I know it's I mean, not. And I know culturally it's to- totally different things. I mean, Indian people have like way more um, unity and culture. I mean, I think that's what black African Americans lack in general, which I think sucks. And we need more of that. So I, and like, even like in a lot of different cultures, there's a lot more unity. It's funny you say that because I would have thought the opposite. Really? It's see, And I'm, I'm, I guess, equivalenting it to media and it seems like there's so many like black women coming together in the media being like we can all win we can all come together and I think that that's like really 
dope and you're not seeing that as much in the South Asian side which mm-hmm. I hope did exist but but also you also just don't see South Asian people that's in what the I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say you just right. don't see South the Asian. numbers just aren't there yet right, right but I think I was talking to you about this is like our culture just isn't social media active and that's that sucks for me because right like I'm trying to grow my social following and like build but we're just not social media loud but like you're, you guys you're are the pioneer you're gonna be you're going to like bring that out you're gonna let some other girl in South Asia you're like oh I can do this too I mean I, I hope I so you. I see you doing it and I know it exists but it's because we're trained to not be like you know what I mean we're, we're trained to study and like have our voice kind of be like it's a pri- it's private. We don't yeah, talk about this openly. That's we exactly keep it, it. We keep yeah. We keep our business to ourselves, and we don't share. You know, just deal with it with the family and get through it. You know, I think that's black people like secret, not secretive, but like our problems are our problems. You don't talk about your family problems with other people. Okay, yeah, but that's, but but that's the only thing. that's the only black thing, people yeah. love to be on a camera. Right. Just doing some, yeah, just <laughs> that's, showing out dancing, doing the makeup. Oh my god, that's stereotypical, but it's kind of true. We're loud. And, we're loud and beautiful and proud. Yeah, and not yeah. to say that South Asians aren't. It's just tra- culturally, you guys have you know been taught to be you know reserved, slowly yeah. changing because of like just the media now with Priyanka Chopra's out there, Mindy Kaling's like things like that. It's slowly happening, but slowly. That is true, though, because I mean, I, it's all stereotypes, honestly. Because there's going to be a loud everybody and a quiet everybody. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, when I think of it now, like when I think of like Indian women or like women I've known, or if I meet a certain type of Indian woman, like I have a client, she's like real loud and real like boisterous and real like yeah, and I'm like, oh, I never, okay, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and or like, this is going to sound really fucked up, but like. Oh, like a, a hoochie Indian woman. Like I, I have a friend who's kind of a hoochie. I'm like, this is not supposed. You're not supposed to be this hoochie. You're like, you're like confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who are you? Okay, but, but we're also like, do you see our Indian outfits? I know, right? They're, you they're, sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the ironic part about it all. But like, I we were talking about this earlier. It's like. I love seeing other people wear our, our outfits. Like when you come to an Indian wedding wearing a sari, I think that's like a beautiful thing. It's like yeah, you're celebrating you're, our culture. Yeah, because you're there to celebrate the culture anyway. Yeah. Um. So can we talk? About yeah, it? we can talk about. It. Okay. <laughs> so um. I always wear bindis because I like them. I like, like, face jewelry. I don't know why. I just do. I like hair jewelry. I put feathers in my hair. And today I wore a bindi. And you know what? I've never thought twice about it ever. Like, ever. Like, I go out. I wear it all the time. I get compliments. And I just think because I really enjoy, like, I, I, like, get henna on my hands. I like that. So today I came and she's like, mm, can you take that off? And I was like, is it, is it, am I culture appropriating? It's like culturing? nothing else, but nothing else gets to people that are like Indian people, South Asian people, but seeing that because that's a symbol of Hinduism specifically and not a fashion statement. And there has been in the past people who have used it as a fashion statement. And because the meaning isn't there, the education isn't there, it's frustrating. And I had no idea. So I'm one of those people because I just thought... But now you know, but that's why these things are so important. But then I'm like, I mean, I can't wear them anymore. Well, I I would say, Jamila, that you are a very opinionated person when it comes to other people appropriating black culture. So it's like when it relates to you, you can't be like, well... No, no, I'm totally here to listen I, I no, want and I know you educated. are I just say and, and we were having this conversation too like why is it because I feel like a lot of times as black women we don't feel like we can cultural we don't feel like we can culturally appropriate something because our culture has been appropriated so much and it's that like, we forget that there's other cultures out there that like you know like the like the bindi or or I don't even I can't like I can't think of it or like the geisha or I even someone else like actually I was at the beauty blender office and one of um, someone who works there I was like I 
loved this dress and it was kind of like that, you know, like, like it's not geisha, but you know, it's like the, the flower blossom. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Pins over. Um, and I was like, is this cute? And she was, and I was like, and I asked her, I was like, would you be offended if I wore this? And she said, yes. Wow. And I was like, wow. It's, and I'm wondering if she would have been offended 10 years ago. Because I feel like in the last 10 years, it's become, or maybe even five years, yeah. it's just because everything is so sensitive. I think, I don't know if she would. I would, my guess is that maybe not. Um, and my guess too, like I'm not, if I, I probably wouldn't have been offended by things 10 years ago too that I'm offended yeah. by now too. It's just because we're just being educated more. Yeah. And we're just. And so social media. It's yeah. Hiding. Everything's not, but you know what I think, like, as much as I am, like, super pro-black and, like, I am very opinionated on my blackness and other people's opinions on blackness and blah, 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 one thing I will say is I don't really, like, I don't get offended. Like, if a girl is wearing a head wrap and a daishiki, girl, boom, I'm, you're with it, I'm with it. You know, I, I'm team Rachel Dolezal. Like, I, I think, I think there's intention. If you're just being ignorant All and dumb, intent, yeah. like, if, if you're trying to, like, appropriate, like, I think, like, I get bothered by, like, like I said, like, I don't care if a girl has braids and you're white or you're blue or you're purple, but, like, if you're a white woman and you're wearing braids because you think that this represents being black or you're like, yeah, nigga. Or you think more black yeah. men, you're going to attract. Like more black men. That's yeah, my that's issue. Yeah. If you're like, I really like this hairstyle, yeah. just like I'm like, I really like, I really like henna and I really like wearing bendies because I think they're beautiful and I think the culture is beautiful and I have respect for the culture and it's not like I'm trying to take or yeah. emulate. It's just like a something small that I, a piece that I think is cool and I, you know, I would, even though I, I should know that it's Hindu and not Indian and there's all these things that you're teaching me, which I'm appreciative of, I think I'm not offended if someone wants to like be a part of the culture and learn about it and they think they want to take a piece of it. I think that's the part of like being American and being able to diversify and take, you know, and like I, can, I make some Israeli dishes because my best friend is Israeli and I know how to do this because this and I just can do some Russian shit because yeah. my friend is Russian. But it doesn't mean I want to appropriate their culture. So I think it's just all about intent. The intent. Yeah. Always. The thing is, is like, you're going to piss people off and some people won't care. That's just the nature of it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's like, if it, if that, if it doesn't matter to you, then it doesn't matter to you. And I think yeah. also, because African Americans, I think what kind of annoys me is that we have been deprived of culture. You know, like what we get as African Americans is post-slavery. And so there's certain things that like, okay... We have like a Mexican, a huge Mexican culture and, you know, community. California, community yeah. and California influence. And because they, they've been able to, it's like keep their music, keep their religion, keep their language, keep that thing that, that glues them together. But as African Americans, when, you know, all we're taught is like our history starts at slavery. And it's like, you know, watered down African culture, mostly influenced by like Caucasian culture and slavery. Like we don't really have that. And I think that's why we lack unity because we don't have that glue. And I guess I guess it's just like the, the three things we do have, like braids, you know, cornbread. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like let us keep it. <laughs> but or the, or the stuff yeah. that we've created here, like right. music, right, and, right. You know, yeah, those type of things. But yeah, you're right. Like we don't like. I'm I'm Nigerian, according to Ancestry.com, um, and I have known I don't know anything about my that culture at all. Like I don't understand what the different the different. Um, the different types of like communities within mm -hmm. Nigeria. Like when I was dating that guy from, you know, my, um, Nig Nibling Lip Bay. Yeah. Um, this what? Is, yeah. But we have the guys we talk about on our podcast, we've named them. So and his is what? Trembling Lip Bay. His bottom Dead. lip trembles. Yeah. Whenever I would kiss yes. him, it was always like vibrating. And oh, God. He always seemed yeah. very nervous. Yeah. Um, um, he probably was. No, he just, he's not nervous. He's actually crazy. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Hopefully his friends, he's not crazy. He's great. 
He's great. He's great. He is great. He is great. He's actually the that was the most mature relationship, dating relationship I've ever had. Anyway. Oh wow. Um he you know, he was showing me so many different things. I was like, what? And there's different languages and there's different Yeah, it's just things that we don't know about. Like traditions. I feel robbed. I feel robbed. But the thing is, we can, yeah. we could go and, and bring, right. and bring that my- in. It's not like the internet is has everything on there. We can do our <laughs> research if we really wanted to. We just feel weird doing it because it doesn't feel like it belongs to us. Nigerians have, I feel like, a, cl- a lot of closeness to Indian culture. They have, like, beautiful, large weddings with several Oh, for outfits. sure. I feel like it's very it's similar. It's similar, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of stuff we talk about on Tinted is this idea of, like, like nose piercings like I I thought that that was an Indian thing and then we looked back to the and like the whole history of it and it went back to like Greek Greek roots and like Egyptian roots and I was like oh wow and it, so I think literally those type of educational things is how it's going to change mm-hmm. but it just takes the effort of doing it yeah no it's true it's true <laughs> yeah I'm about to do my research like somebody else in Africa is wearing a bendy I was like oh yeah no it's actually a Nigerian Cindy but <laughs> body art and body painting is does go back to that you know so it's like it's just all about I guess learning. Honestly, I was just saying it more to protect you because I know there is a huge. Yes. Well, that's good because I would have never known otherwise. I would have went to the Indian festival, the Hindu festival, rocking my like. You know, I just really didn't know. I just yeah. saw something and I'm like, I like it, and I've worn them for a long time, like years, and no one's ever said thanks to my friends. <laughs> have you been to an Indian wedding? No. Oh, you'll come to mine if it ever happens. Okay. Um, I went to an Indian wedding. Beautiful. Yeah. And, they, and I was given a sorry. I was like, is it? Okay? I actually felt like. Is it okay if I wear this? That's fair to ask. And she, she, the the bride, she was Indian. She was like, no, I want you to wear it. Like, yeah. Take, I have so many here. Take your pick. No, literally. My (laughs) mom has too many closets of them. But yeah, like, we want you to celebrate the culture. And it's really exciting to see other people do that. We love doing that. Especially because it's like, in America, it's like, I mean, just in general, we have a very white media. Everything's very, I mean, just now it's turning. But like, we don't get exposed that much to other things unless you go seeking it. You know, until like now, but there's things like, you know, live tinted and we have these conversations and shit like even I noticed like I was like you know like you said earlier like I go to the store for, for Luna and I look at dolls and even in Target I'm like oh my oh, god yeah. I want to like every time I'm like social media like what the fuck is that shit <laughs> but then I'm like damn I feel unincluded but imagine Deepika imagine my Asian friends imagine you know I really think of that like damn we need we need to start even further because there's women who look even you know not white not black not tan and we don't even yeah. have that, you exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm always, I'm always like notice, noticing it, even as a kid. Before like this huge social media makeup, 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 makeup thing. I remember like looking at Chanel or look like going in Macy's and seeing the cosmetics and seeing the range, the shade range, and thinking, what the fuck is this? Oh my god, that was my whole childhood. I feel like we could have like successfully like had a lawsuit <laughs> because for hunt like for a million years there was like this darkest shade was Erica. Yeah. And she's like white. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Whitish. <laughs> Rude. Well it's it's we're embracing all the color spectrums, but the point is you're not the darkest of the spectrum. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally how I grew up. <laughs> for and that was years. that was really depressing. I like wanted to avoid the sun because of it. I just wanted to look like all the girls that I saw on the magazines. Is that a thing in the Indian c- culture, like whitening your skin, avoiding the sun? Because that's a thing in the black culture. Like, I don't want to be in the sun. I don't need to get more t- dark. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's black. It's Mexican. It's Asian. Hispanic. Yeah, they're all. Fair and Lovely was a staple cream on my mom's counter growing up. Mm. It was a bleaching cream. And it's like a number one product in Asia. Have you spoken to her? Have you spoke to her about that now? 
Yeah, even now, I love, obviously for like cancer reasons, I don't like to do it, but I love the sun. Like I love how it feels. It's like relaxing. I love the tan that I get out of it. We're melanated people. We but like even the, the dude we were just talking about that lives here, he cannot, he is so not into dark skin Indian girls. And he, he's very vocal about it. He'll be like, well, first of all, he's just into Indian. But within that, it has to be like the Bollywood standard, like super fair skin, super tiny. One of those things. And like, <clears throat> you don't think that, do you feel offended by that? Because when a guy tells me something like that, a black guy, I would be offended. So yes, but so it goes back and forth. It's, it goes all, at the same, people have types, right? But what bothers me is the idea of like avoiding the sun to look like a certain beauty standard. Because it's like, why do you actually like that? Is it? And, and I don't know the answer to this. Is it because of what society has said to you, or is that just really your type? And that's no, your type. it's definitely People have types. Yeah, I mean, I think it's social. I think we don't realize how programmed we are. Yeah. And for that, like, we're not realizing what we're saying and why. But yeah. I think it's absolutely. If we would have grown with like black, 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 black was the the standard of beauty. Everybody would be rushing to the tanning salon. No, Cami was telling me the story the other day. She was saying how um, this white girl came up to her and she's like, "Oh my god." I love your hair. Like, how, how I would love to make my hair look like that. And your skin color is so beautiful. And it, like, irks her. She's a black woman. Mm -hmm. And it, like, irks her. But so I'm, I'm curious, like, how would you feel if somebody was saying that to you? Would you I don't mind it. Or? I'm like, yeah, I know. It's bomb, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I want to genuinely know that because... I, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I, I get... Like, like I said, like, having interest in something that doesn't look like what you have. Like noticing what's beautiful. I can see a very fair, 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 white, 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 white woman with fair, fair eyes. My like, God, like, your eyes are fucking beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I want that hair, but, like, I want your skin, but I can acknowledge, and if someone acknowledges me for, you know, whatever they, they can see visually and think it's beautiful, like, why would I be offended by that? Do I want you to pet me in public? Like, oh. Right. No. Right. If I don't know you, please don't pet me. I'm not right. your dog. But that comes child. down to people touching your stomachs when you're pregnant and stuff. Too, yeah. Like, just... But I think a lot of, like, the woman who came up to her probably was trying to relate to her. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's where it comes from. It's not really, like, I want to be you, like, or, like, you sometimes. know, it's more, sometimes it is, but I think it's, like, I think as women, a lot of times the way we choose to relate is through beauty. It's mm -hmm. through complimenting, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I love your earrings. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, your lashes. Oh, my gosh, like, your skin is so beautiful. Right. That's just, I don't know, I mean, I know why that is, is because, you know, as women, we're taught that, like, physicality is, like, kind of what validates us. Yeah. And like, you know, and so, you know, that's, that's, I think. Well, you I see the smile on the person's face too, right? Too. I mean, when people you're like, love, I mean, people love, I mean, I love getting compliments. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, sometimes I feel awkward, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to say like, if no one ever complimented me again, I'd be like, what the fuck? No, yeah, I'd be sad. You know? <laughs> But I dyed my, I got blue contacts, dyed my hair blonde as a kid because what? I wanted to look like Texas. Wow. It's an awful photo. But yeah. Like, I, I just see that. You know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to look I like a lot. I, I wanted once. to look like the girls that were around me. Yeah. And it, ugh. Me too. I want, I straight, I wanted to straighten my hair all the time. I wanted to be skinny. I've always like had athletic build body and I was, had a Same. woman's body at like age 12 and mm -hmm. all these girls, like their thighs didn't rub together and they were wearing these <laughs> like little what? Frankie bees that my ass couldn't fit into. Right. And I was just like the boys that from all my, my white school were never hitting on me. Right. And so I just felt left out. But it's funny now because now it's like, it's so interesting how it's shifted so it's much. In. <laughs> Do, I know. Do you, okay, so like the guy who we just talked about who's like, is boldly stating his preference, okay, would you, even though you understand where that root, that's rooted from, because obviously you're like a brown 
Oh yeah, and he, no, he's basically saying he's not attracted to me. It's so does that saying. offend you? Does that like how do you how do you take that and like would you date a guy like that? Because for me as a black man, if some of guys like says comments like that, I assume you're ignorant, and then I'm concerned like what you're going to teach our kids, and I wouldn't. Well, be you. is he going? Does he want to date you anyway? Because you're clearly not his type anyway. I don't care. I, I or or this was going to say. Have you ever like I've met men who like I've never dated a black woman but I'm so attracted to you yeah and I'm like surprise I mean by the way same thing but that's not about black Indian woman like oh my god I've never been with an Indian girl but I'm not it's not (laughs) I don't take that as a compliment I think that you sound really stupid how do you feel sounds fetishized yeah 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 so like would you date that guy with knowing his mentality knowing he is may still be attracted to you with you're the exception how do you feel about that so if I was the exception, but I knew his mentality in general was that way, mm-hmm. um, my gut is saying yes because I, I because in my mind I think the idea of beauty, his character if if it, if if that kind of character bled through to every other part of his life then the answer is no. But if it comes down to like oh I was attracted to this but I'm actually into you it is kind of like showing the other side of it. Or does it make you feel more special? Maybe. But, I mean, okay. Honestly, I bet it is something twisted like that. It like, <laughs> makes you feel like a little more like, oh, God, I'm the exception, I'm the exception. to the rule. But what if you like you guys go out and you like are together and then you like go to an event and you see like all these fair skinned, like yeah, and his you're, eyes, yeah, you're like her, yeah, you're like dead. This is like a therapy session. Suddenly I, you feel insecure. Yeah, would yeah. you suddenly feel insecure? Probably. That's a good point. The end, I, I take think, it back. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not that you should. I mean, we shouldn't feel insecure. But the, the ironic part about it is, I'm not attracted to him. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So then it's and I'm and I was just saying this. My whole life, I've dated South Asian guys. I've only had two boyfriends, but they were both Indian. And now I'm at a point where I want to explore outside of that. But it's not like I actually. I, I'm just more saying it for the first time in my life. I'm being open minded. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's like tough to say like, screw every Indian guy out there. Like that's not cool, right? But at the same time, it's like. I was trained my whole life that I was supposed to be in with this kind of person that looked like this and our families would be like this. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, be nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Be uh, a kind uh, person. Yeah. And speaking of that and dating outside of your race, I know another stereotype, like what I said in the stereotype is that, yeah, dating outside of your race within the Indian community is yeah. kind of like you don't do it. And it's like scary to bring that, that guy home to your parents. Ten years ago, my... Um, oldest cousin married an Asian guy and it broke up our family. Like my dad has seven brothers and some of them didn't show up. It was really rough. And I think just she did it. She took one, she took the hit and now we have like four cousins who are marrying outside of their race. So I think so after that, they come back together. Once kids were involved, once there was grandkids, everyone was like, you know what? At the end of the day, do we want our kids to not get raised together? It's silly, but they were so, so stubborn about the fact that like, no, this is not okay so against goes goes against our culture and especially her because she was the one that was like doing the cultural dances as a kid and all that stuff um but since then it's it's just changed I think it's just progress yeah has was she was she open to them now embracing her kids I mean like after they didn't show up to her wedding because I would be bitter like you didn't want to come to the wedding now you want to like be around my kids I think at the end of the day when you have kids all of it changes yeah because you're like better fuck it it is important that like I'm gonna look past that you did this or whatever and now we're in a different space yeah I mean I've been looking at like Priyanka and Nick like oh yeah so they they recently just got married and I was and she's also an older woman Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about she's older than him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think she's in her late 30s or yeah I think there's a decade difference yeah she might be like 40 wow that brown don't frown um she's beautiful beautiful, um but I was thinking about that too I mean she's she's much older so maybe her family is 
kind of just at this point like and she's and she has a successful career. I just wonder what they're rich. Yeah, well I, well, I was just wondering what her family would, was thinking because she is older. You know, I think she has become one of those leaders that's paving the way for other people, and I think that there are just certain families that are more open to that. I, and I feel like I'm very grateful that my parents would be like that. Okay, let me ask you a question. Oh boy. Okay, because obviously Nick is white. Do you think that acceptance is easier when it's a white guy? Whereas, like, if it was a black guy or an Asian guy or a different guy. Because I think... Sadly, yes. Yes. Hmm. Um, there's a... What is the... I haven't heard this in so long, but as a kid, BMW, no BMWs, black, Muslim, or, or um, white? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or black, Mexican? No, it was Muslim. Muslim. Cult- culturally, Hindus and Muslims, back in the day, obviously, yeah. there was tension. Just like Jews Pakistan and, Muslims, and India, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, white's not on. You know, it, the, it, it, you don't think it's it's less of a big deal. Yes. Whereas if it was a black guy or an Asian guy or me or whatever. But I, I I do think everything is changing. Yeah. But yes, growing up, yes. I wonder why that is. Is it just I know. because white represents America? So it's a little I, more accepted. I think like that accepted it's a, a little bit more. Because, white is yeah. Because especially because in you know culturally Indians like they they. They, they're, I don't know. Yeah, it goes back to British, British colonization. Yes, Hong Kong colonization, and then coming here and wanting to live this American dream, and sometimes what that comes with the white man. Yeah, and also that's that, probably and exactly also the validation because you were talking about like your father's version of what the American dream is is like you know having a certain um, respect, mm-hmm. and is that respect within his community or respect from American yeah, white I people? I, I think I think it's the latter. Mm-hmm. The that, that's how you are respected by white people mm-hmm. well globally like white is right you know it's like a global white supremacy exists in all corners of the earth you yeah. know and as much as it's changing i think like just like in the beauty standard and the media and disney and all this other shit like it's the same it goes in all cultures even like japanese women like I, they like like think they're more beautiful if they're mixed with European, just like black and black culture. Like, yeah, she makes, she got the hair, mm-hmm. you know. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's just like this weird taboo that if you mix with white, there's like some beautiful. And that's why colorism exists in every community, exactly. right? Because For sure. the lightest is the fair is the most beautiful. Even within India, North India versus South India, I'm South Indian. We're considered to be um, less beautiful, less like intelligent. Because um, North Indian beauty standards are what's considered beautiful. Because the North North Indian is more is fair. What, like likely more fair. Yeah. I know. Such bullshit. It's crazy. But you're right. There's there's more there's more commonalities than there are differences. Yeah, and I think that's the cool thing. But like nobody's talking about it, and I think it's things like this that changes that. You know. Yeah. And even so, like when I grew up, I I, I didn't like my big eyes or my big brows because that was these are very South Asian. South Indian features. Now I'm like obsessed with it, and that's just because of progress and things are changing. Like I love having big furry brows, you know. I love those brows. Thank you. <laughs> but it took a long time <laughs> to to embrace them. Yeah. It's funny how we are so influenced. Uh, like our our perception of ourselves is so heavily influenced by outside factors. Yeah. And it's like it's so stupid because we're the only person we got to live and die in this body alone. Yeah. So, like, why the fuck does it matter? But it's true. Everyone wants to be accepted, loved, and it, that all comes down to, unfortunately, at a aesthetic level, the first thing people think about. And that's why I think, because I, I've, I've been having so much, like, I've been having this, like, tug of war with social media lately mm-hmm. and, like, feeling like, and I know, I know for sure you have, which is probably 
part of the reason I'm assuming why you would start a Tinted because you can really create content that is meaningful and in the world that you started in, which is beauty yeah. and you, you know, YouTube tutorials, beauty hacks, all that stuff, it can start to feel so mundane, so shallow. You feel so vain. Like me posting, I'm like hesitant to even post photos of myself right. now. Totally. Because, and I really haven't really been posting photos of myself because I feel so vain. Yeah. And a part of it was part of, for my vanity. Yeah. And I think something's shifting within me where I'm just like, I don't, like, I appreciate people commenting and saying, oh my God, you look so pretty, you look so pretty. But then sometimes I'm like, that wasn't even my intent with the photo. I wrote this beautiful, long yeah. caption about self-love and where I'm at or I'm, in a, or I'm not feeling, I'm feeling like shit today. Yeah. And, da, da. and all you saw was just like, you're so pretty. And it's like, well, bitch, stop being like, what? you don't appreciate that? I'm like, no, I do, but it just seems so... I know, it's tough. It seems so shallow. Yeah, and all the, you know, Photoshopping and all that stuff that happens, it's like, I don't want to be the person promoting that beauty standard. But sometimes when you work with brands, that's what they're doing, and it's like, you're the person behind it. That's why I just haven't been as much anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I don't wake up excited about it, I don't feel motivated by it, and I feel, I feel motivated by Tinted because we're trying to change that standard. Mm-hmm. And like when you write the, like you said, like now to me, I want to take, there, there's some things I have to do because A, it pays the bills, and B, it creates a relevancy to do what I care to do, which is Tinted, talking about my family, and my, like that. Your family is fucking adorable. But the other thing with that <laughs> is I was so embarrassed of them as a kid, right? Like I didn't want my friends to come over. My mom would wear a nightie and like be cooking chicken curry. And I, I have a very distinct memory of a girlfriend coming over and coughing and literally asking to leave because she couldn't handle the smell of the food. And so I was so scarred. I didn't want people to come over anymore. And I think that is not, I'm not the only one who felt that way. So what I can do now to show how incredible it is to have parents as hardworking, dedicated to their family as I had growing up. And if that can change any other person's dynamic, that's what I want to do more. Well, fucking yeah. Way more than any selfie, you know, but it's, it's a balance. But before you started Live Tinted, um, in what ways, like, you know, coming into like the beauty industry and the social media whole situation that's, you know, the beauty industry is not really geared for us. Yeah. How, like, in what ways did you feel that before Tinted? I I knew I was the token brown girl in beauty brand campaigns. Like Mm -hmm. whenever I was hired, it was like, I was the Indian girl and then there was a black girl and there's a Latina girl. But to be honest, it didn't bother me because I was like, at least there is a token brown girl now. Because I was like, this is step one to making it so eventually there's a lot of us. So the fact that I was even included, that's how I thought about it in my brain. But then I I got to a point where I was like, wow, there's girls at different ends of the spectrum, much darker than me and lighter than me, that haven't been showcased on these brand campaigns either. Ever. Um, Specifically darker than me that like you don't find super melanin-filled South Asian women in the media at all. Um, and that was that was our first post for Tinted that made me, like, so excited because it was, like, so cool to find that girl. And it was also really sad how hard it was to find that girl. Mm-hmm. That's how I actually started kicking off Tinted. I was going to make it a secret and curate, like, a whole Instagram before doing it, but I couldn't find that girl. And we needed that photo, so I just put on my Instagram stories – Use hashtag Live Tinted to show us beautiful South Asian women with a lot like darker skin tone, and that's how we finally found them. Because I, I kept searching. And then you know they're there. You're like you're there. Of course they're there. They're there, they're there but maybe they right. don't have like hundred thousand followers. followers yeah, exactly. Or they're like you know they're just starting to build their start trying to build their you know following or community. Yeah, and we live in such a world where like we're we're controlled by people's following. Like we don't we only want to work with you if you yeah. have this amount of people that like you. 
right. or that are liking your photos. You know, I know because even I'll post a picture and I'm like, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, I only got 60 likes, but I, I like know. this picture. You, we'd be I'm lying like, to ourselves if we didn't feel I'm any like, type of way. I'm a child and I need to grow up because it's ridiculous. No, you become a slave to like checking and looking and like, why did this photo get, then you start, then you start analyzing, you become your own like analytics specialist. Yeah. You're like, why did this photo get 400 yeah. likes right. and this one got 20? One. I really like this photo more than that one, but obviously they like this one more, so what? You're trying to like break it down like, I need to post more content like this. So that, you know, it's and just, like, what is like this? What does this mean? <laughs> I, I really believe this and we, I feel like we have to believe this now. The only, like the only way to get it, go against that is like doing, starting this podcast you guys are doing and posting content that matters to you. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, we're all everyone's just going to keep doing selfies. It's going to take. And it's the people. same, right? It's the same. It's the same shit. Ugh. If I see one more like selfie next to like a a white marble wall with like a pink light pink sweatshirt, yeah. And, like, oh my god, you're like, so specific. <laughs> like kneeling down, really. like with like one, you know, the kneel down, spot, oh, yeah. like you're praying or some shit. I like that, like really like hot look that all the girls are doing. That I I'm not good at at all. Yeah, but I, like I was saying, like if you if I see one more girl posing in a certain position, with a per- perfect color scheme, and don't get me wrong, there are Instagrams that I follow because I really love how curated it yeah. looks. Like I like organization; it makes me feel happy when I look at it. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, oh my god, this picture, this is the same one that I saw on the last Instagram I was on, and the last one, and the last one, and the last one. It's yeah. Just like. That's why I, I've been so hesitant to post. Like it's been like it, it's actually been nice. Because it's for good. a while I was like feeling like I have to post. Mm-hmm. I have to post today. I've only posted once. Yeah. I didn't post yesterday. Fuck. Like same. And it's it becomes overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I no longer am creating content or posting unless there's a message behind it rather than just the photo. So even if people are gonna say you're so pretty, you're so pretty, at least I know that like my message behind the photo is bigger than the aesthetic aspect. Right, right. It's tough. I mean, let's be real, like people people do follow me for makeup tips for South Asian girls. So, like, it's – you also don't want to, like, go against the reason why all these people started following you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but now I'm just, like, adding in the content that really motivates me and gets me excited in addition to that. That's beautiful. It's a balance. That is beautiful. Um, do you post Irie a lot? I do. Yeah. I, post, I do post her a lot. She gets the most – Well, of course. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, obviously – that would get the most likes because they're, they're freaking adorable. Yeah. But are are you protective or worried in any way that like sometimes I'm more I'm more worried that I don't want her to become mm-hmm. that I don't want her to because we're in this world of social media and I can only imagine where it's gonna go. Yeah. Like more and more and more access, access, access that yeah. I don't want her to feel like she has to she has right. to be that way. Right, she right, has right. to be a certain way or you know, and so that's the one thing. I'm not really I don't think anyone's going to come get my kid or I'm, right. not, I'm not like famous so I think they're going to find out where she goes to school or maybe if I was I'd have I'd think twice about it but um or just like if somebody said like a rude I can't imagine the rude comments I, I've had someone say a rude comment like of course it's people you don't know right um but actually no you had someone who said a rude comment to someone recently oh actually yeah I had someone who I used to be friends with yeah. um and what was it? Oh, well, she was basically judging your parenting and like yeah, putting I, it on Lena. mommy shaming, right? Yeah, mommy shaming. Try, and of course, the person doesn't have a kid. Um, I my oh my god, so stupid. My client has a stripper pole in her living room, and of course, like it's fun. Everybody wants to try it, including Luna. <laughs> and it looks like a play- oh, that's so funny. It looks like a playground. There's actually poles at the playground. If anyone would take fucking notice, <laughs> and um. 
Of course, she wasn't wearing clear heels in a bikini. <laughs> I didn't put her in that outfit that day. But <laughs> it was on Instagram, and I was like, you know, you're teaching her to twerk. You're teaching her, like, I like I hope that, like, I pray that she doesn't come out a certain way because, you know, you're putting her on Instagram a certain way. And you know what I had to do? These are people I've known a long time. And um, the funny thing is the, the, the mom, okay, the mom, I'm friends with the girl. We used to be friends, but I'm also friends with her mom. And the mom made a comment, but the girl was actually a career stripper. So I don't think she, maybe she was projecting on me because her daughter actually became a stripper, but my daughter's three <laughs> and she has no concept of stripping or the, the, like the club. And I just thought like, I don't like, I hate, and I think this happens a lot. Like when adults project like innocent, like project their adulthood on innocent children that have no, no scope of these things. Like, yeah. and it's just like, don't sexualize my child. Right. There's nothing sexual about this situation. She's three. She has no idea what that means. And I don't like the projection of it. And my whole thing, like, look, there's pervs out there. And one thing I'm big on, I don't live my life in fear of other people, of just general big fear. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm precautious, but um, pervs are at the park, you mm-hmm. know? Pervs are at the mall. Pervs are probably at your family reunion. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't, like, I'm not, like, covering her face or every little thing on Instagram because that's, like, I don't think, and I'm not thinking in my life based on perms. And you can't. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. There's perms everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. never know who those people are. But um, I had to, like, I blocked all those people because it's just like, I, I was getting riled up about it, but I realized I'm super free-spirited. I'm super hippie. I'm super naked. I'm super comfortable with my body. And it's not an attention thing. It's not a sexual thing. It's just who the fuck I am. And um, my daughter is going to know that. She's going to know me best more than anyone else. And if you don't know me, then you don't get to comment on my parenting or me. And if you don't have, like, positive, like... I don't think there could be any more hurtful thing than somebody targeting your parenting Oh, style. no, there's not. There's like, nothing. That would crush well, me. Because it's like, this person knows you, so call me and talk to me. Yeah. Oh, don't, yeah. don't put it on social media for other people to judge and then wonder what, that, what you're talking about. And then they're looking at you like... Well, maybe she is that way. I mean, she is naked all the time. Like, she does. You know, you start this whole... Well, what is she teaching her child? Like, to love her fucking body. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, don't, it's going for someone's jugular. When you comment yeah. on my parenting, A, you're coming at me. And, like, if you're a friend or if it's out of love, you're going to be like, look, girl, I, I'm going to call you because I, yeah. I, I'm concerned. What do you feel about this? Whatever. There's a way you, you, you like, you, um, you come at someone. But it, if it's not positive, it's not happy, I had to, like, I had to make the conscious decision. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to give energy. I'm just going to cut you off yeah. because I'm not going to give you answers because it's my child and it's my – and I know I'm raising her right. And I know I'm raising her in a safe space. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's inevitable that our kids – that's our prized possession. We're going to fucking take pictures with them. We're going to post it. They're great. But, like, yeah. people are going to have opinions about everything, your outfit, how you raise your kids, everything. So, like, you have to either be comfortable in who you are and what you are and what you're projecting and, and or or not. And because I'm comfortable and I know I'm doing the right thing I, I don't tolerate it you know so fuck them makes sense but for me I haven't I haven't really the only time I've ever seen anyone leave a bad comment has been on her father's page and that's because he has a lot more followers than I do got it and you know just people just bored talking shit but, it, are but it enrages me it yeah. totally enrages me because it's like she's an innocent child right like, that's she the can't, part you can't even defend yourself, but I mean, that's the world we live in. I'm right. sure you get crazy comments on your stuff. <laughs> it never bothers me if they say anything about me physically, like whatever. Oh, you're not pretty. You're that something like that. Like that doesn't bother me. I have, I have enough self confidence in like my appearance and stuff. It bothers me when they attack like my work ethic. Like she only posts like one YouTube video a week. Nobody has any idea what's happening behind the scenes for Live Tinted, and like that it irks me to somebody to say there's this. I don't even want to give it, maybe we'll cut this part out, but there's this Reddit thread 
about me that was like, what do you think about Deepika Mutiala? And I got like, I got like a Google alert about it. And it was just going in about like my privilege. And I, the thing is like, I'm very aware of the, the privileges I have in life. I did not grow up poor. Um, but I also didn't grow up to be this super, super rich. Like, so I know where I fall in my privileges and I'm very self-aware. I think that's one thing about all of us that like, we're very self-aware people mm -hmm. and I know what I have and I don't have and things like that. But I also worked really hard for like so much of this that like, don't take it away from to, me. Yeah. For, for, and also a lot of it was brown people. And it's like, I would think that they would want to help support me the most to help me keep going and keep fighting. And to read that crushed me because I was like, you have no idea how hard I'm working. And, you know, of course there's parts like brand trips and things like that that are lavish, lavish, lavish but right. nobody, I'm editing at, at three in the morning and like not sleeping at night because I'm thinking about things that I need to still get done. And I'm trying to like pitch investors and like things like that. It's like, nobody has any idea. But anyways, at the end of the day, that's an insecurity in me that I have to get over and not care because I know what I'm doing. Right. We're all, we all have some degree of insecurity. And, yeah. and you know what? I, like I told Erica, because we had like one thread one time too. And yeah, if you don't, you know, you're not doing the right thing if you don't have no haters. <laughs> so, you know, brush them, brush them off. Yeah. And yeah, we had a thread about our parenting. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And then I was like, okay, let me calm down. We're famous. Yeah. Calm down, we're famous. <laughs> well, because I know I'm a good parent. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, you don't even know. You're not here. Yeah. Like, And you're probably not even a parent. <laughs> so and my kid's fucking amazing. So. <laughs> and you listen to yeah. all of our episodes. Like this person was listening to all, like commenting. Then on episode four, da 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 da, and then episode seven. Oh my like, god! I'm like, so you listen to all my episodes, and then you Talk went shit. on a logged into a, a a website to then talk about uh, me. It's just insane. Yeah. Which, it just makes me feel really, really special. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, I'm really grateful to be able to have this time with you and talk to you. This was so good. It was really good. I, I had feel therapeutic. This was like therapy. Isn't it ther podcast? Yeah. It's therapeutic, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah. we are smart. We are we're grown women. Yeah. We're but thinking about today. what we're saying. Sometimes you just need to get the conversations yeah. out and just say them out loud. Think conversations you have with yourself that maybe you don't, that you forget to have with friends or, you know, you just don't. Totally. And so, thank you. Yeah, for, thanks for having me. For this joining us. And, and for educating me. <laughs> yeah, educating Jamila and, and me too. I mean, I didn't know, I don't know the history of, of Bindi's and all that either. So, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm not that I wear them, but I'll definitely think twice before I see one at the store and stick it on my forehead. Um, but anyway, you can find Deepika at... I care about tinted at tinted. Yeah, say them all, girl. I know, and then it's my name at Deepika. But you should follow tinted. Honestly, I think a lot of our followers are brown, yeah, black, and we do have like some Caucasian followers. Hey, Nelly, what up, girl? Hey, Um, and but that's the point. No discriminating. Yeah, no discriminating. Yeah, and her her page is awesome and the highlights. Amazing, amazing women. I'm not just saying that because I was on. <laughs> <laughs> no, lip tinted is bomb. Self I like that. Um, but anyway, we will catch you guys next time. Enjoy your week. And we have an event on December 12th. We're having cocktails. You should come to. Where? Century City. No, bitch. What? It's in Culver City. Okay, Culver City. I, you know, Century City is like a, like a mall. I'm a valley girl. I, I don't, they are the same thing to me. It's, it's Corner Door, Culver so City. Good. Check out our Instagram. Actually, check out the um, our bio because the link to our Eventbrite is in there. So come hang out. We have a special drink, Good Mom's Drink. So mm. Cocktail. Call it a cocktail. It's a Good Mom's Cocktail. Coffee. Mm. Sorry, Good Mom's Cocktail. You know, it's going to be tequila-based because that's what we drink. Um, anyway, we'll catch you next time. And bye. Bye. Thank you.